basically they kept lowering our hours over and over to the point where I basically wasn't working anymore. And you were working hourly jobs, right? Yes. We basically didn't have any time to spend together because he was also working third shift. Yeah, I started at nine or 10 o'clock at night and I would get home at six to seven in the morning. <laughs> yes. And I was working first shift. So we basically had dinner together and that, that was it. And we really want to spend the, like, we want to find something that we could do from home and work together, you know? Hi, I'm Brooke Raybould. I'm a high achieving mama with a Georgetown MBA who said no to the corporate world and yes to herself. Trained by two of the top business schools in the country, I fell in love with entrepreneurship and embarked on the biggest startup of my life, my family. Drowning in diapers and laundry, I bootstrapped my way to building a six-figure online business where I was paid to be myself. And now, I'm on a mission to help women ditch the mom memes and build the life they were created for. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom looking to optimize your routines and carve out a little something for yourself, or the savvy woman wanting to do it all, I will break down the systems and strategies that help busy moms get big results. Step on into my stay-at-home office and welcome to the At Home Startup Podcast. Something over the last six months I've been interested in is digital products. Digital products are so great, especially for women, for moms who want to be home with their kids, but maybe they have this idea and they want to create a digital product. Um, but really a digital product can be anything like a written guide or a written document for those who follow me on Instagram um, or follow this podcast. I came out with a Disney guide. And I wanted to bring my knowledge of Disney to the market because there's so much demand for it. So maybe you're sitting there and you're thinking, people always ask me about this. How could I then bring that digitally as a stay-at-home mom, You know, write something and then bring that to the market? Today's guests, Sue and Manny, are going to share how to bring your digital products to the Amazon marketplace. And they're going to differentiate between selling low content products, which is what they primarily specialize in. So a low content digital product would be maybe you have a journal that you want to sell and have a cute cover on it, or maybe you just want to create a sketchbook, anything like that. They're here to show you how to sell that through KDP, which is Kendall Direct Publishing. They're going to tell you all of the details of how to bring that to life on Amazon and how they make thousands of dollars a month doing that from the comfort of their home. Welcome Sue and Manny to the At Home Startup Podcast. Sue and Manny, I selfishly am very excited to talk about what it is you guys do, which we'll just jump right in. Well, first I want to talk about like how you got into KDP, which I am so interested in. So first, can you tell us or the listener what KDP is and then tell us how you got into it? So I'm going to start with how uh, what what KDP is. 
So KDP stands for Kindle Direct Publishing. You create the cover and the, the interior pages of things like notebooks and journals, and you list on Amazon. And every time you sell, Amazon is going to print and ship to your customers. So it's just amazing. It's a digital product and uh, you don't need to worry about carrying inventory because Amazon is going to print and ship for you. So it's Kindle Direct Publishing. How, so you guys in July, 2020, you had, had mentioned offline that you both got laid off. You decided to start online businesses and you tried tons of different things, right? And I love the model of an online business, especially this podcast is predominantly for women who are moms who want to start something um, as moms. And the online business model is great because you can be home kind of with your kids and you can start something, but it sounded like you tried a few things. What made you land on KDP or Kindle Direct Publishing? I personally, so I was uh, contract driving. I was delivering medications to nursing homes. And at the time I was working like four to six days a week, driving like 350 miles a day. I, you know, I was getting burnt out too. So at the time I was looking for other things to do to make money. And then COVID hit and I was delivering to nursing homes. A lot of safety precautions went into it. Basically, they kept lowering our hours over and over to the point where I basically wasn't working anymore. And you were working hourly jobs, right? Yes. We basically didn't have any time to spend together because he was also working third shift. Yeah, I started at 9 or 10 o'clock at night and I would get home at 6 to 7 in the morning. <laughs> yes. And I was working first shift so we basically had dinner together and that, that was it. And we really want to spend the, like, we want to find something that we could do from home and work together, you know? I love that. And I think that now the digital world, it makes it possible where you can reach people all over the world and you can spend more time with your family, you know, the people who mean a lot to you. And I think for moms, it's just such a, this is why I was so excited to talk to you guys because, you know, some people like going off to jobs uh, where they're separated from, you know, their family, like maybe they find purpose in that. But I'd say for a good majority of us, when you break down the hours that you're away from the people that you've chosen or, you know, created your children, and then you're having to do something that doesn't measure up to the love for the people. To me, that's like living backwards. You know what I mean? It's like you're not truly living if you're trying to make a dollar and you're torn away from the people that matter most to you. And so this podcast is all about, which I love that you guys had mentioned that, how can you spend more time with the people you love, but also create an online business opportunity? And so you guys got into KDP and now I'd say you're this kind of the specialist. You offer courses on it. And so you know what you're talking about. Could you use Kindle Direct Publishing with a book? Because I have a lot of followers who are like, I have this book idea. I personally 
had a publisher approach me because of my Instagram and I wrote a children's book and I did all of that. However, people don't know that there's not a lot of money and not that it matters, right? It doesn't matter. But, you know, I love this model. So let's talk about can you, I know you guys do notebooks and I want to break this down for people who are listening, who are, they're like, what is KDP? So an example of what you guys might do is like a composition book that maybe like I saw the one on your website with uh, Nintendo images on it. So walk me through that process. Like, well, legally distinct Nintendo. <laughs> legally, excuse <laughs> not, me. Not excuse actually me. Nintendo. Yes. And now, <laughs> yes, you will get dinged for any sort of trademark infringement or copyright infringement. So I think that's the first, you know, important step, right? But then how did you determine what product you would sell? Because, and we'll get into this. So I have people who are like, I have a book. Or maybe it's someone who just wants to test the waters. And that's why I brought up the notebook example, the composition book, or maybe a mom. I have a mom friend who she uses these laminated grocery lists, I believe that she made. But say you're a mom and you have stuff like that. How could you then do what you guys do? What are the steps? So for one, you talked about low content book and ebook. You can do all of that under your same account, like under your Amazon KDP account. You can sell low content books. They also called no content books sometimes. You can sell medium content books. That's things like coloring books and activity books. And you can also sell ebooks. You can even publish a book with hardcover on Amazon. So you can do lots of things with your Amazon KDP account. Okay. So this is actually just interesting that you said that and it popped into my head. So when I published my children's book, it was called The American Dream of Brave and Young. Obviously, we came up with the characters, the illustrator, someone like a day after it was published, they put up a low content version of my book. So that to me just popped in my head, which is an example of something, obviously what they did was illegal, right? Yes. <laughs> so essentially for the listener, they took the cover of my children's book and they it was a notebook, a composition book, uh, which is funny because now that you're saying that, I'm like, I should have done that. It was quickly pulled from Amazon because it was priced lower. So I had a few followers that actually purchased it. But I think that is probably a good example of what you're saying. You can take an idea, maybe your daughter loves like unicorns and illustrate these little unicorns. And now Canva is so popular. And for those listening, you can get a Canva. Is that how you might do it? And you turn it into a PDF. Is that how it works? You first of all, you create your Amazon KDP account. And uh, if you're doing a low content book, you create the cover, like you can create the cover on Canva create the interior pages also on Canva, and then you list on Amazon. And every time you sell, Amazon is going to print and ship for you. They are going to ship to, to the customers. So you don't need to worry at all about printing your books or shipping to the customers. Or having inventory at home. Yes. <laughs> Which is the whole thing. And when I talk to moms about this stuff and I'm like, you can create passive income 
but I want it to be simple. Like you don't want this whole, especially when you're just starting out, you kind of want to test the market a little bit. Okay. So Canva, you design it, you have your KDP account, you upload it. Do you get a test product or do you just know, like, what were those steps? Did you order it? Do they give you a sample? Like, how do you know this is like a quality product or they just do this? And so it's a, it's just a basic composition book. You know, it's going to turn out. I'm a perfectionist if you couldn't tell. So, (laughs) so I'm like, how do I know that, you know, if I have people buying this, I want it to be a, a decent quality book, right? Yes. So first of all, when you are listing on Amazon, if you're creating a low content book, you check low content book. And before you approve, you can see like you can hit like the preview button and you're going to be able to see how it's going to look. You can see the cover. You can see all the interior pages. So before you approve, you can see all of that. Also, after you publish, you can buy the author copy that's cheaper and uh, get the book print and shipped to your home. So you get these. This is just such a great idea for women. I think, I mean, for everyone, you know, Manny, you too. It's like for anyone that has just something, you know, whether it's a notebook, like my mind is going crazy now with things I could offer, you know, people. And so, okay, so we say low content. You're giving the example of a notebook. What are the different kinds of products that you can sell? And how do you communicate that to Amazon? Say I'm, you know, the mom that has the really great idea to have these, you know, printable, well, my friend in this case, she does like laminated uh, grocery shopping lists and then like meal plan lists. Can you do stuff like this or is it just those composition books? Well, you can like they come as paper, like you could laminate them after if you wanted to do that. One thing I wanted to say, though, too, like during the listing process, some people get worried because they're not sure if it is a low content book or not. And when you're actually doing the listing, like say the you're doing a coloring book and you select low content amazon will actually be like no this isn't low content you need to change it before finishing so they actually pay attention to it and then if there is an issue to like say your sizing is off or it's going to look weird the previewer will actually give you like an error too so it's not like you put it up and it's just like, oh, it could be horrible. Yeah. Like chances are it's going to still look pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Like it, if you have a problem, it'll happen before the actual listing. Yeah, that's a good point. They show you if that is a problem beforehand too. Okay. So you're saying that these low content books have made you a healthy passive income, just designing. And now your strategy with these low content books is you design different covers for them? What is the strategy there? I have a bunch of different follow-up questions to this, but <laughs> what is... Some? Yeah, we have a bunch of examples yes. if you want to see. I can show you. So after we we make them, we some of them we order, yeah. and then she even uses them or, or you know, uses them for content yeah. too. So. so this is like a composition notebook. Like a Halloween-themed one. Yeah, and this is like how easy the, the interior pages is. So just normal interior pages. Like college ruled. Got it. Okay. Now here is my main follow-up question. 
I know that Amazon works algorithmically, right? So I'm assuming that you guys aren't the first people to sell these low content composition notebooks. So what makes you pop up higher in the search engine than someone else might? Like for me, I could do the Brave and Young uh, notebook and sell it to my audience on Instagram, but then how are you getting those clicks that then shoot you to the top? Because I, all of these markets are so competitive. It's an eyeball game. So what is your strategy there? Do you pay for ads? Do you know how to get clicks? What do you do with that? So first thing, we make sure to create things that people are searching for. Sometimes people, they just think about creating something, but they don't do any research beforehand. So we know what's trending right now. And we make sure to put our time into creating things that people are searching for. Second, there are many ways that people buy on Amazon, not just the, the search. So sometimes people put like something in the search and uh, they land into a different product that it's not ours, but then Amazon shows related product and they see our product and buy from that. Do you use keywords? Like if you were to break this down in one of your courses, where do you go to find, like I, I do the same thing on Instagram, right? Where I share quotes a lot of the time or, you know, just motherhood trending topics and the sky's the limit. You could go on TikTok and search, right, for ideas or you could go on Pinterest and then the highest pinned ideas. And so clearly there's a demand for that type of content. Um, so what are your go-tos when you're searching for those those things that are being searched? Like, how do you get to that information? For one, on Amazon, when you type, if your type is low, you can see Amazon is going to suggest search terms for you. So that's the first thing that we look for. And uh, we saw with the pink unicorn sketchbook, we saw that people were searching for just pink sketchbooks. And we know that unicorn is huge for all the kind of uh, different kinds of low content books. So we put a unicorn on the cover. So that's how we think through these things. And when you search to, you'll see the top results. Like say you search like unicorn notebook, you see the top results that come up. Well, then you can kind of make your own design, you know, of a unicorn that's similar. But unique to you. But unique to you, so you're not, <laughs> you know, just ripping someone else off. Absolutely. And then with your artwork, are you guys designing these or do you hire someone on, you know, one of these websites? How do you do that? So we never hired anybody, any designer. We just use Canva for the images. Got it. Gosh, this is so interesting to me. 
Are you planning a Disney vacation in the future? If you're like most parents, you will probably wind up at either Disney World or Disneyland wearing matching mouse tees and having the time of your life. But don't make this mistake and ruin your Disney trip like I feel like I did the first time we went to Disneyland. I did zero research, we showed up late, I even forgot Vance's shoes and a stroller. I had no idea what to do and we walked into lines, crowds, overpriced food, and two parks that I did not understand. Fast forward a few years later and my boys were invited to go to Disney World, our family was, and I said, absolutely not. I do not want to go back to this park spending thousands and thousands of dollars to walk into this type of a situation. But in true parent fashion, I said yes. However, I became committed to cracking the Disney code. And what I discovered was an entire underground playbook of Disney World secrets. And I put all of that into a guide called a mom's guide to Disney World that helps families plan the Disney World vacation of their dreams. And most importantly, it provides you this underground playbook that'll help you bypass some of those hard things about Disney World, like crowds, lines, and overpriced everything. So in the show notes, you can find the link to the guide and I have a code for you. It is Disney discount that'll give you $15 off. The guide is usually $40. It's actually quite higher than that, but this code will give you the guide for $25. And the guide is not just 80 pages, it is 200 pages full of itineraries, favorite restaurants in Disney, hotels to stay at, everything you need to know to dominate Disney. Okay, so that's low content, but I still have questions about the traffic. Does it tick up? You know what I mean? Like, did you just automatically see sales? Like, tell me about that story. Cause I know there's frustration when, you know, I experienced this. I have a Disney guide, which I'd love to ask you about. I put it on Pinterest. I started running ads. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm paying to have these ads run. I automatically thought there would be conversions, but sometimes that doesn't happen. So for the listener who's going, I want to do this. Obviously, I encourage them to check out your courses, but what would you tell them about, say, it's the first moment that they put that product up? Do you anticipate that they'll just get sales if they do their research right? Or is there something else that you would tell them? I would say most of our traffic has been organic. We try to use like the maximum amount of of keywords that we can, especially like trending keywords. You know, you could even, you know, Google like what are trending keywords right now? And, and you'll probably find a hundred sites that tell you like different keywords. You could even go off of trending things from even like Etsy or something and then put them on Amazon. Oh, you know? so like Pinterest too. Or Pinterest, yeah. And you want to make sure and say like for girls, for women, for yeah. children, like. Yes. Yeah. I always make sure to target the market, the audience. Try to. To think of like, if you were going to search for something like that on Google or Amazon, what would you type in? Because a lot of the time, that's what most people would type in. Like (laughs) reverse engineer type thing. Okay. Lots of more questions on this. Let's talk about margins. So a digital product, which is why I started to get into this. I I mentioned the Disney guide. I put so much work into it. It wasn't um, low content. It was high content. It was 200 pages of written work and research and graphics and wonderful things. But the great thing about digital products is once you're done, 
um, you're done and you can keep selling and then it's a hundred percent profit margin. So it's not like you're selling a tangible good where there's a cost associated with the production of it. It's just full profit. So tell me about, I know that since Amazon is producing the product, where do some of those margins fall? Can you break down, maybe use the unicorn book or one that's top of mind so that people understand volume wise. And then generally, if you do your research right, and if you hit the algorithm right, and that you're saying organically starts to pop up, like what your general profit, I know it'll differentiate. And then I I guess the question there is like, how do you test and change? So I know that's a loaded question, but let's start with like the profit margin, like break that down. So for one, it's totally free to create your Amazon KDP account and free to list. That is no upfront cost with Amazon KDP. So when you list your product, we usually list around the average price. So for this um, sketchbook, we have listed at $5.99 and the printing cost is around $2.99 and we get the royalty fee. So for this one, we get a little over $1 in profit. So that Which is, doesn't sound like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's something, you know, it's it's a dollar or something. You, one to three dollars profit, I would say, usually yes. on a design. So we have a saying that the more designs you have, the better. So we have over 200 d- different designs on Amazon. Yeah, because if you think about it, like if on average each design makes even $10 a month, that's an extra two thousand a month that you're. Isn't make. that crazy? And you're just sitting there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I always tell people, don't do like one and and hope it's going to be a huge success. You know, yeah. like you should think about like setting a goal of like I'm going to do this many per day or I'm going to do this many per week, and then at some point you're going to start seeing you know more and more money. Yeah, this is a business, so you need to think like a business. So I'm not thinking about just having this sketchbook on Amazon. I'm creating different designs every week. And uh, I always tell people to, some people, they get into Amazon KDP and they think, I'm going to do just journals. Like, I'm going to do just line journals. And uh, I always tell them, like, you should think about creating different kinds of designs. We have uh, composition notebooks, journals, custom journals like weight loss journals, log books, activity books, coloring books, graph paper notebooks. Yes. So we have lots of different (laughs) designs. We even have a a comic a blank comic book. So like if you want to write a write a comic, you can like write your own comics. And this is the example of a coloring book. Okay, so we're looking at the blank, okay, yeah, a, a Christmas, Christmas coloring book for adults. So now you design these on Canva. And for those listening, I'll put a Canva link in the show notes. It's just a very user-friendly design uh, platform that actually gives you a lot of the ideas. And does Canva have any restrictions as to what you can use or not? 
I don't think so, right? No. Um, so they say in the license that if you're putting it on a printed product, it's totally fine. You just can't like save an image and then resell the image to someone. But if you're using it on a printed product, it's totally fine. Interesting. Okay, so we talked about low content. What about, I guess the opposite of that be high content. So say my Disney guide, it's 200 pages. Like I know a lot of people are like, I would love the Disney guide on a hard copy. But for me, I'm like, oh my gosh, to go through the process. Like we printed out, I have a guide, I have it right here. It's massive. And it costs a lot of money for me to have a team member print it out at, you know, the local print shop. So have you guys done that? And then what do you suggest with that? Like I have tons of things I sell. I know women on here listening are probably like, I could sell that. You know, I have an eat with me, which is like some recipes and it also has a journal aspect in it. Is that transferable? Like, could you just put it on KDP and they print it out? Yeah, we actually have students that that's the whole reason they bought the the program from us is they wanted to self-publish their own books. Like they didn't actually want to do the low content mm. and it's the same process. Like the way we teach it is, you know, you make a cover, you make the interior and you list it on Amazon and then they print it and ship it for you. So you, you could literally use it for like you're saying, like your Disney guide and you can even set it up as a, a paperback and then also put a hardcover in the same place. What are the costs of those run just mentally? I know that you can't give an exact figure because everybody's book is different. 12 to 15 for a hardcover, right? For, for the print cost? Oh. Six to seven dollars, the printing cost. Which is not bad. I feel like this no. Disney book right here costs like $200. That's why in my head, people are like, can you offer a hardcover? And I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> Unless you want to pay $300 for uh, a book. Yeah. And when you're listing on Amazon, you're going to put the listing price and Amazon's going to tell you the royalty right away. So it's Before you even like finish it. Yeah. So it's very easy for you to understand okay, I'm making this much money or I want to make more or I want to make it. I'm fine with make a little less just to price competitive. So you can see this thing. So they decide that for you. If you increase the price, does that royalty go up or is it just designated? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you can set the price essentially. Yes. So the only cost is the printing cost. And Amazon is going to take the printing cost from the, the least price. So the higher your book is, the more money you're going to make. Got it. Yes. But when you're doing low income, you also have to think about the competition. You know, <laughs> you're not going to sell a $20 composition notebook. <laughs> no, totally. You have to kind of stay in there. But if you're selling your own kind of book, you know, you could price it whatever you wanted to. So fascinating. Is there anything else that you would advise the listener if they're sitting there saying, okay, I actually kind of want to try this. I mean, I'm always in the camp of do what makes sense to you. Like, don't just throw out a notebook to like make a buck, right? Because what you're saying is this isn't just make quick money. This is you know, an art of really studying and putting things out there that people actually want. 
and staying consistent with the variety of designs that you're putting out. And if you do, that you can then make some passive income. Like this is just, you know, kind of like anything. I love when people are like, oh, that'll be so easy. And I'll just put it out there. And I think a part of that is there. What I like is that this is great for, you know, women, men who are want to be home, want to do their own thing so that they can get their time back. Right. But it is something that you're going to have to nurture to a certain level. You can't just drop it and be like, let it rain. (laughs) Yeah. That's why I always tell, like, make sure you do your research before creating anything. Like, look for what people are actually searching on Amazon. And come up with different things. Like you said, you can create a recipe journal. You know what I mean? So you can create lots of different products and sell on Amazon. And the one thing that Maine likes to say a lot is, like, once you list that, it's going to stay on Amazon forever. And that's like beautiful. You don't need to think about paying to list or like Etsy. I think you pay every time you sell, you need to pay for the listing on Amazon. You don't pay to list your products. Yeah. You can just sell it an infinite amount of times. Yes. We, we make sales, you know, every day that we're like, Oh yeah, we created that, didn't we? Yeah. Because <laughs> it was like so months ago, like we're, yeah. you know, like, yeah, we, we definitely made that. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and those things add up, you know, and all of a sudden over the course of a month, like you said, you're like, that's a couple thousand dollars. How did that even happen? Those little things. And I just like your story because it's like, if you work at it, you can actually figure out a way to create a significant amount of income if you're working at it, getting the right design, finding those gaps, pricing competitively. It sounds like a recipe that could win. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. It was so helpful. I just enjoyed picking your brains and I got a lot out of it. So I'm excited. Now I I had told uh, my team member, Victoria, who you had talked to, I was like, we could do so many different things. Like I'm so excited to talk to them. So you answered all of my questions and I am so thankful. So thank you. Yeah, Right after this, you're going to go list your Disney guide, right? Oh, I am. She literally, I got an email and it was like Kindle direct publishing. Uh, And I'm like, yay, it's starting. (laughs) That's awesome. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Sue. Thank you, Manny. I appreciate it. Wow. I hope you got so much out of that podcast episode with Sue and Manny. I was so excited, like I said, to talk to them because I think this is just such a great opportunity for my listeners, for my moms who want to create that passive income. Uh, Most importantly, I'm all about doing things that you are passionate about. This is just a really fun way for moms to tap into those passive income opportunities to keep you know, them sharp, them stimulated. And hey, this could actually turn into something really, really cool. So I'll put Sue and Manny's courses in the show notes if you're interested in learning more about how they do this or if you just got enough from the podcast episode and you want to go for it i'll put the link to canva which is the design system that is extremely user-friendly but i am super jazzed about trying this out and so i hope you got something out of this. And always remember that sometimes you just have to switch out the playbook. Until next time on the At Home Startup Podcast. (laughs) 